through clarity. Hello, hello. Welcome to Under the Table Talk with yours truly, Sierra and Ethan. Brought to you by the Believe Network. Let's get into it. What's up, party people? Welcome back to Under the Table Talk, specifically today under Sierra's table. Please allow me to introduce you to your host of the show, the sexy, savvy, sweet and smiley Sierra Speck. How many S's in a row? That's a tongue twister. You got four adjectives there. And then Sierra Speck. Yeah, I know. I don't, you know, I do hate that I have a double S in my name. I hate it. That was six S's. That's a lot. Success. Success. (laughs) Success is sick. That's fucking dope. I'm pretty jazzercised about what just occurred. I figured getting to this episode would be nice. Yeah, and we're going to talk about smiles. We're going to talk about happiness and the currency that makes people happy. But it's a Saturday morning. You're barely alive, I'm hearing. I more so (laughs) am lively. I've just been to the top of a mountain. Yep. Scaled it in an impressive time. I was I was in a heat. I'm I've got a new dartboard I've been playing with by myself. Usually, when you talk, a male talks about playing with himself, but it's, it's something not else. Darts. But but it's been darts. Well, it's you been, can call it a dart. I could call. I'd <laughs> be a tiny, skinny little thing. But, yeah, it would. But to each their own. Um, what's going on? It's been a week since I've seen you. We've got. Yeah. I. I I don't know what I don't know what's going on in your life. <laughs> I saw you last night. I did. We, <laughs> Literally a few few mere hours ago. That's fair. We we watched the unbearable weight unbearable. of massive talent. Yes, with Nick Cage, and honestly, both of us fell asleep through it. So be careful what you say. Yes, honestly. but it was only because like I was just tired, not because it was a bad movie. I thought it was actually quite funny. They really do a good job of Nick Cage does a good job of making fun of himself. And it is... And shout out Pedro Pascal for being hysterical. Yeah, and he was also... It was it was quite funny. We were all chuckling. We all shared some chuckles. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but definitely like a light, comedic, if you're not looking for anything where you like really got to hardcore pay attention, it's good. I was going to say, it's Check Sierra's it favorite movie that she was able to sleep like half an hour through, so... It wasn't a half an hour. That's being dramatic. It was a great... I don't, I don't have a social media presence, but the picture I took of... Me selfieing with Don't you. Don't put it sleeping. anywhere. It's pretty good. Don't put that anywhere. Rocket. I did wake up right after you. You were like showing Amanda and Danielle, and I was just like, "Did he take a photo of me?" <laughs> like literally right after. So you woke me up. <laughs> well, I mean, you wanted to see. You wanted to see that movie, so that's why Danielle I, brought it up. She was like, "We should watch this movie," and I said, "Yeah, sure." I forgot about it. So good point. So technically, that was on her. Yeah. It oh wow! <laughs> Catching flies. <laughs> That was good. Bad radio, but great photo. Um, (laughs) Actually, it's been a good week all around. You know, I met Dane Cook this week. You did. You did. I'm very proud of you for meeting Dane Cook. That was very much hilarious. He's very funny. He was my favorite comedian. Is my favorite comedian. Um, He's he's hilarious. He's actually on my list of five. Like my Mount Rushmore, adding plus one of like people I've wanted to meet. So you want more on Mount Rushmore? Well, I mean, like, I've always had a top five, and it's always been a little bit controversial now, Uh my top five, but it was always, like, Dane Cook, Dwayne Wade, Eminem, Uh Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. I kind of molded into one, and then, like, Derek Jeter. Okay, so we've got entertainment, we've got sports, we've got a little bit of everything. Yeah, like, those were, like, my, those were my influences growing up. Not that I'm going to steal money from the poor in Mississippi, but... Fair. 
Shout out Brett Favre. Um, and I'm not looking to take an ayahuasca trip anytime soon, but it's. So uh, do you feel like? So do you feel like meeting Dan Cook this week really made you happy? It, it did. Wow. <laughs> Look at Sierra hosting. It did. You know what? That is perfect. Cue is that to, something that filled your yes. cup up? That was that is the kind of currency I look for to build happiness for myself. I'm not about meeting your idols. Yeah, and honestly, it was more concerned about like how I was gonna actually because I'm pretty good at going and speaking to anybody. There's a story of me going up to Jeff Bezos. There's I just I just I go. saw him at Nobu. Yeah, did you go say hello? Did you approach? No, him? he was in passing. Why would I go up to Jeff Bezos and say, "Oh my God, hi, Danny DeVito, I love your work." Like, yes, I order from his shop every day. I have a Why'd new you say Amazon. Why Danny pay- DeVito? I love your work. Because it's for Mean Girls. Don't okay. you know? I, I'm not well-versed in Mean Girls. Everybody else listening to this show knows. Okay. Well, I... <laughs> oh, my God, Danny DeVito, I love your work. It's uh, it's on Netflix, so I'll give it a peep. Um, I have seen it before, though. I do want it. It's good. It's when they're in the bathroom and Danny Does watching Mean Girls make you happy? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, like, your number one? Are you, no, the number one movie to watch that I actually... I do have a number one movie that I watch that actually, if I'm in a bad mood or I'm not well... Or I just want to laugh because I'm not okay. I always put on the other guys. It you, never you that your, fails. That is your go-to. It never you. fails. And I will be at work, and I have two coworkers, Ralphie and Christian, and all we do is quote the other guys. That's it. We'll just be sitting there just like, you know, he's working with a patient, I'm working with a patient, and we, we'll just quote. We'll just be like, hey, aim for the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> like, just random. I love that fucking movie. That movie fills up my cup for sure. All right. Well, so essentially what we wanted to talk about on today's podcast, as I break it down for you, is what brings people, Sierra and myself, you who is listening, everybody in the world, like happiness, right? There's the simple stuff that you've always heard, money can't make you happy, blah, blah, blah. I will say being in L.A., I've found the most superficial ways people are made happy. And that's been tough on me to watch because I think some of that has – crept into my mindset and it's really been something I've been trying to alter and fix but like there's so many different areas people use and thing different currencies people gain that make them happy and out here it's just been kind of sad to see some of them like honestly I think there's a large portion of people in the world right now maybe not a large but definitely there's a group specifically that likes is their happiness like when they post something on any social media site yeah. the amount of likes ticking 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 like that's the only like, way oh my god people love me they find happiness and right that's, they're just filling a void i yeah but like that's their currency like it's like i've been i was on the reason i've been thinking about this is i was on that hike this morning i was like what is making me like this is making me happy like seeing the yeah. nature seeing the ocean being this high up getting away taking time to breathe and all this stuff like just that felt like you were saying filling your cup is a great way to put it like that was helping like provide me happiness but i realized absolutely there's so many fucking areas of like what people use for happiness and yeah. some of it i feel is like a dangerous dangerous slope i agree i agree i actually took a <laughs> this is gonna surprise most people but i took a course at yale <laughs> on, ha- on happiness that just surprise wait wait that doesn't just surprise <laughs> the people listen what <laughs> i I took a course at Yale University, you know, pretty prestigious school. Wait, do you want to back yours? I went to college with you for four years. (laughs) University of Dayton was not Yale. Was so not close to Yale. Yeah, so uh, rewind to it's mid-pandemic. I'm studying for my doctorate to take my boards, and I stumbled across – I don't even know how I stumbled across this, but it was Yale University offering free courses – 
on a, a whole salute of a bunch of shit. And I... Did you first think scam or were you like, oh, I'm going to dive right into this? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. And it wasn't a scam. But yeah, I found this course on happiness. And it was a psychology course, which I love psychology. It was my minor at UD, but I dropped it senior year, so I didn't have to take as many classes because I am lazy. <laughs> and so I don't have it anymore, but I love psychology. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take it. It was like a six or, or no, it was an eight week course. I think it was just online. There was really like no homework or anything required, but there were lectures every week and they gave you kind of like weekly things to do in your life to kind of like promote happiness. And now happiness is a very like subjective term. I'm like, everybody has a different right. definition. Right. So this course helped define just like what is that subjectiveness and what do people view? And there's actually a lot of research out there on different things that make people happy. And a big part of the course, like a big chunk in the middle of this was basically, I think what everybody just knows already when they think about it is that everything is very superficial and, you know, buying that new Lamborghini for sure. That's happy. Oh my God, you're stoked. You're showing people about it. You're driving it around. But then after a week, you're like not. You're back to your normal. You're back to your, you know, nine to five job. You're back to your whatever the fuck you're doing. And you forgot that you even bought that Lamborghini. It's just your means of transportation at this point. It brings you no joy. It just gets you from A to B. The happiness for most people is now an experience. So an experience that you will always have with you. Like my trip to Tulum with and with Nadine a year ago, that thinking about that trip brings me happiness. Like a little bit of sadness because it's just nostalgic, but it brings me happiness to know that like happiness is achievable. Like it's one of those emotions that comes and goes, just like all of them. So they come and go just like, you know, cars at a traffic light. You just got to like feel it and then let it pass once that green light goes again, you know? And this course was wild. This late, this professor, I don't even remember her name and I wish that I do because I need to give her so much credit. This course was amazing. Like the research that has that was done, like the research studies that she would present, I was like, no fucking way. There was a big one that does not happen in LA and I will share. There was a research study that was done actually. Um, this was done in New York. And so you know in New York everyone takes a subway or a train or like some, some means of transportation where like everybody and their mothers is there. Well, they took a bunch of subjects and they basically had half of them do one thing and the other half do the other. Half of them... Their mission every single day for one week was to get on that means of transportation, on the subway, whatever, and speak to the person next to them. Say something. Start a conversation with a complete stranger. The other people were just go about their daily life, you know, whatever. And they basically found through this study that the people that engaged in those conversations were happier at the end of the day because – you know, you might learn something about somebody. You might make a new friend. And a lot of times people don't speak to other people because you're on that train. Everyone's got headphones in. Everyone's heads are down. Everyone's looking at their phone. So you assume immediately that these other people do not want to be talked to. But when those people were then asked after this interaction how they felt, most of those people, I, I don't remember the actual percentage, but most, a majority of the people were very enlightened and happier themselves because someone else had shared a part of their day with them. Yeah. And I think that's important, especially now since post COVID we're entering back into a space where like everyone has to start interacting and integrating with more and more people, whether it is in public transit or at work or anywhere else you may go, the grocery store. 
I thought it was. Well, by the way, I know we're gonna hit our Google search moment of the episode here Absolutely. in a second. But you just your Yale course just put happiness on the radar right here. Like you, everything you just said was, was all fire. things. I was yeah. It was, it was <laughs> fire. Hey, don't toot your own or do what, right? <laughs> it's good. I love that course. It's taught me so yeah, much. Yeah, you honestly just use. That's what you use. People ask why do I take these courses in college. You use it for a podcast episode. Exactly. That's the only reason Three we years take down it. the line. I knew I was going to do this podcast, and I was like, listen, I'm going to go to Yale for this. Yeah. So Sierra, <laughs> I'm going to go Sierra, to Yale. By the way, when you ask what the credibility of our podcast is, we've got a Yale class-educated co-host. <laughs> yes, that is me, and I am also a doctor. Thank you very much. Okay. Take, take it easy. All I'm right. Just, anyway, I'm just tooting. Anyways, Google says that happiness is a state <laughs> of well-being and contentment. Joy, a pleasurable or satisfying experience, which you just alluded to, like your Tulum trip. Yep. But because Google's not really our sponsor and we still got to get paid somehow, we do have another sponsor. And honestly, you talk about the ebbs and flows, the waves of happiness, dopamine levels going up. This might be a little bit more tricky because this can actually lead to addiction. But still, gambling something, when you hit a high, high, you always want to match it or go above it. And that's Mm -hmm. like what drives your serotonin and dopamine up larger. If you need to do that yourselves, folks, head over to BetOnline. It remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, teams, matchup, info, player news, and the game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your reward. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Nice. Look at us. Gambling does, does bring me happiness. Also brings me utter fear and terror. Oh, and anxiety. But actually, I am. you know what I'm going to bet on? Speaking of betting. You can't. Because <laughs> we already bet on it because it's already passed. What? It, the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I'm talking about next year's Super Bowl. Can I bet on the Super Bowl before the season starts? Will yeah, I make that's more what, money? Every, that's what everybody does. Yeah, you have your preseason odds. So if you're betting the Browns. and they're No, I'm not betting the Browns. Who are you betting? The Jaguars. Okay, so they might be like twenty-five to thirty-five to one to win, which, what, which means I don't, if I don't you put ten dollars on it, you'd win three hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so my odds are like unbelievably good. Very good. Okay, so I'm yeah. We're gonna wait to see. What, you Plus need to help me. You need to help me with it. Bet online needs to help me with it because I. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm investing my money in. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of next year are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Random tidbit, but that's what makes Sierra happy, betting on not her own <laughs> Betting on not team. my own favorite team. Go Browns, by the way. I wanted to go back because you talked about the one thing that I always think about because it's, it's happened in my life. I I built my happiness, and I don't know if it's like it's to prove a point I aim for my happiness or like it is my own selfishness. I don't know, but the Lamborghini example is a great one. I love a good Lambo. I'd still love one. <laughs> well, and it <laughs> would bring still love it would one. bring you an immense amount of happiness for five to make seconds. that purchase, and yeah. maybe even longer than five seconds. No, someone's but gonna like, buy it for me. But that's, that's gonna make me happier. That's the thing you. <laughs> that's the thing you hear about with celebrities who like just so much is given to them, and you're like, why do they spiral and have such lows? Because there is kind of a balance when you hit such a high, like your euphoria of a Lamborghini or a massive mansion or. All these playmates and playboy models, or vice versa, playgirls and play dudes, whatever. Anything you, you want. And when anything you want comes, like you hit that dope, it's not sustainable. It's you like can't, a ceiling effect. Right. You can't be happy forever. And like as you much hit, as they've hit the ceiling. Right. There's nowhere to go. 
There's nowhere to go after that. And that's why people turn to drugs to like help with indoor, like get yeah. dopamine and stuff. But I, even in my own life, I've gotten to experience it. Like since moving to LA, I've found, and again, friends of mine that have come to the events with me or have been around me slightly, like after the events, the rush of dopamine and the rush of happiness I have or have had after post-reality TV events, MTV events, premieres, like the Lord of the Rings, like going like going to bigger and bigger and bigger things and meeting bigger and bigger and bigger people was all on this trajectory I set for myself when I was younger. But every time that happens, it's these massive feelings of happiness that are so strong. And then the yeah. that come down, it's literally a drug. Happiness to me is what I want to talk about. It's like a drug. It is a drug. The come down is rough because then you're like what's next well i think that's why happiness is like a is like a lot of people don't have it for a long time like i think out of all the emotions i think happiness is because everybody wants to achieve happiness and you only have that happiness for a short amount of time like no one's just consistently happy i don't care what anybody says like you are not consistently happy and that's why i think a lot of people aren't happy is because they're constantly chasing it. Like they're constantly trying to find it. And that's also going back to like how I was just mentioning the ceiling effect is kind of like a, okay, you have a job. You know, most people here have jobs. You make a salary. Let's say you make $80,000 a year, just roughly. Okay. You start that job. Your goal is to make six figures. Like most, you're like, I would love to make six figures one day. Like who baby, that'd be awesome. All of a sudden you get a raise you're now making $120,000 a year. You're happy for a second, but then after you start working for a while, you start working a little bit more, you're doing a lot, you're like, you know what? I like to make a little bit more. Then all of a sudden you're not happy anymore. Like your ceiling continues to go up because now you have the thing that you wanted and you're there. Like you're where you thought you wanted to be and that's not enough. But then, and then you get another raise. $200,000 you're making now. And then you look back to when you were, you were making 80 and if you knew when you were making 80 that all of a sudden one day you were going to make 200,000 like you'd be like oh my god no way well you're talking about money now which is i know what you're talking like the example you're giving is the ceiling yes people wanting to achieve those goals and there's always interesting things about people who chase their goal only to end there will never experience happiness because you're supposed to enjoy the process the process yeah, the is journey. what what results in that finish yeah. like when you don't pay attention to the process or the journey you do get that overwhelming happiness that you've completed something but you've one wasted so much time beforehand and then the time after that you're you go back to how you were feeling beforehand absolutely but since you already since you brought up money i do want to talk about that as well obviously the cliche (laughs) of money bring you happiness right i I don't think so but wait (laughs) wait but i don't but i don't think we're disagreeing we're disagreeing here i think money brings you a comfortable or a feeling of comfort Uh uh-huh you can't deny. I don't give a shit what yeah, anybody says. Absolutely. Money, which brings you happiness to a degree. So, for instance, for me. Like, most people want to be like, oh, my goal is to just be comfortable. Right. Rich wouldn't make me happy. It would help me make others happy as well as which make me feel comfortable. Yes. Like, there's, for me, money isn't about a Lambo or a house. I've never been about cars. The so, car I'm driving is fucking hysterically destroyed. Oh, my God. Gross. We know. It's horrible. We know. And I don't. <laughs> right. It's not. It's One not, day you'll get the Lambo. Uh, maybe. But again, that's just not something that entertains me. For me, I'm 1,700 miles away from everybody I genuinely care about. Like, And I know how's my back. And it's tough for them to get there or come to L.A. And it's tough for me to go back to Chicago. And I do make it work for the holidays and stuff. But with money, 
travel then is no longer a concern or a worry or yeah. like a stress. And I guess like money helps kind of fix the other emotions. It doesn't necessarily bring you happiness, but it fixes yeah. worry, doubt, anger, sadness. Well, like, like, yeah, it depends on how you use the money. Right. Like I would, if I had money, that means I could travel the world, which I love to travel. So right. I could continue to travel. But then and those not experiences would be the happy part. And I yes, know money exactly. helped contribute to that, but like. Yes. But the actual money itself and bringing me like uh, in, inanimate things, inanimate objects, like a house or a car or like whatever, like, yeah, it'll, like I said, it'll make me happy for like a split second. And I, I also think that this is something that you don't realize until you are like in your late 20s. Because I've talked to. Actually, a couple of professional athletes that, you know, most people know professional athletes out of a lot of people have like seven cars. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's just like a common thing. All of them have like so many vehicles. And you're like, literally for what? Like, you don't even drive. Like, you know? And I was talking to one one day and he was basically saying, and he's got to be early 30s, if that. And he was saying, he's like, you know, I wish when I joined the NBA when I was early 20s, I was a young kid. He's like, all I did was like blow my money on cars, clubs, you know, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was all, you know, going to make me super happy and, and it was great in the moment. But now that I look back, I'm like, yo, I wish I traveled or like invested that money early on versus like now I'm just stuck with eight cars. Right. And I want to go, <laughs> go after like these finance bros or like, whose life is just to get this money and have this money and do it. Like, fine, blow it or whichever way. Because we might be arguing against ourselves saying what money is doing can create happiness for us. But I do want to point out to you that your ideas of money could be what is genuinely making you happy. And if that at the end of the day is what you need, that's fine. Because if it's more so that you get to show off that you have this money and that was all you worked for, me, what I wanted to tell you, my social current or my happiness currency is like my social ability. So, and that sounds very vague, but I guess it's the things I've been able to put myself into. Like I get a massive like euphoric rush getting to be around celebrities and cool events and getting to meet awesome people and be in their network, whether it be sports, entertainment, comedy, all of those things. And if you think money is what's needed for that, that's absolute BS. I make almost no money at this point, <laughs> but there is nothing that if anybody came to LA and asked me what they wanted to do, there's nothing that I couldn't get them into. I can get them into sporting events for free. I can get them into premieres for free. I can do all of these things because of the social currency I built up through events and networking and all like yeah. networking's mine, right? Like the bigger my network, the happier I am. The bigger stacks of money you have, maybe the happier you are. But well, yeah. in, in some instances for right now, you can compete with your money, you finance bros, but I can also do everything you're looking to do without spending the cash that you were working so fucking hard to make, basically. Yeah, like I said, you know, happiness is very subjective and everybody has their own version of happiness. And also as we grow and evolve, that that subjectivity changes. Like when I was younger, I'm sure when I, you know, when I was seven and eight, my happiness was just going outside with, you know, my best friend, Brittany, riding our bikes around town. Now my form of happiness is like making my TikTok videos and like, ha like I'm editing and I'm having fun and being outside, you know, there's traveling. Like there's so many things that make me happy, like hanging out with my friends. Would you say the process is the part that makes you happy though? Post like, so because we just talked about social media like do do likes matter like do you get disappointed if you don't get a certain amount of likes or are you um, actually enjoying what you're doing 
I think both. I think, and, and, and that's, that's like just, that's just a double-edged sword with, with social media is, you know, like I'll have a couple of videos that blow up and like blowing up for me is like 4,000 views. But like, I mean, that's more views than my videos normally yeah. get, which is great. And that gives me like a great, like, oh my gosh, like people really enjoy what I do. But then I like, you know, I think back to just keeping present and like this morning, you know, I wasn't feeling very well, but I was still filming because it's what I like to do. And I did, I do, like I definitely enjoy what I'm doing and curating outfits together like for the videos and it's awesome. And I actually watched a TikTok video that put this into perspective for me with likes and stuff. And this guy was basically saying when it comes to social media and kind of like how I was saying with how I was just talking about getting raises and how you're, you're, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger on how many likes you want. is like if I got 10,000 likes or 10,000 views that's a lot, but that's not the, you know, 14 million that so-and-so just got over there. But 10,000, if you think about it, is like, you know, selling out a concert at Staples Center, you know? Like, that's a, like, that's a fuck ton of people that just saw my video. But it's, I'm, you know, people aren't satisfied because it's not in the millions. It's like, you know, type right. of thing. So it's definitely, you know, after I post one, of course I go check, you know. I don't check every hour or anything. I check, like, the next day just to, you know, see what my stats are. But, yeah, I will say that the end goal for me is definitely to build a following and help people along the way with something. Like, I do enjoy helping people, and I hope that they laugh at my content, and I hope that they, you know, take my outfit advice and whatever because that's just – that's great. I'm, I Hopefully somebody can benefit from it, but – yeah, it is. I do enjoy the journey. Like, I do enjoy the journey, and I know I'm going to look back and be like, oh, my God, I remember when I, you know, was under my kitchen table, and now, like, we have a studio together for this podcast, and we've got a thousand, a million listeners, and, you know, I'm going to all this different, like, these cool events and stuff because people want me there because they enjoy my content and my personality, and I've made a brand for myself and our but, podcast. Right, and, and, like, again, so, like, the $5 or the $600 on your paycheck, the $1,000 on your paycheck each time, I keep feel like I'm coming back to the money like that's fine but I'm happy doing look, we're under a table we've had Danielle under here we like there the memories and funny moments we can create and like try to build on the happiness in the right now is good because that means we're not wasting our time chasing a goal that one may never occur may never but we get to enjoy what we're doing in the interim also by the way at Staples Center fits 20,000 so those, I just looked those, it up. It depends. Up. It no, depends on it depends on the capacity twenty thousand. No, 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 no. Okay, capacity twenty thousand, <laughs> but it says it depends on the event. So basketball is twenty. Concerts eight thousand. You know, you know what I mean. And this brings me happiness, bickering and fighting with <laughs> you. you. Know that what is I like, mean. Look at all these different things. I don't understand why it holds different people. Be- because they change the floor and everything. It's stupid. But anyway, you're, I'm selling it out. <laughs> selling it out. Sarah's aiming to selling it out on one TikTok video. She's aiming to sell out all of Staples. Everybody, go watch my TikToks. Do it. It's at Sarah. It'll bring Sierra happiness. No, it won't. The, her process was what made her happy about yes. it, and now you're. Yes, I mean, okay. So my advice on this episode is what my mom always tells me. I have no. Shout I, out, I, I, shout shout out, out, mama. Shout out, Becky. 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 My mom always told me, "Live for today, not tomorrow," because tomorrow is never promised, and that sticks with me. And sometimes, sometimes I have a hard time remembering. Um, 
But it's very important to try and, at least to me, I think that it's important for me to keep that kind of in the back of my mind when I'm living my day-to-day because it's really important to me to stay present, to stay in the moment, and not stress myself out over something that's happening next weekend or what's happening tomorrow. You know, right now we're underneath this table. We're recording this podcast for you guys, and we're fucking having a ball. For, so, Kelsey, for Kelsey Doyle. For Kelsey. Oh, I FaceTimed her the other day. Well, she FaceTimed me. Is she hearing yesterday. every time we say her name? And and no, we have I, said it every time for the last five episodes. I know. And I was like, Kelsey, she was, calling bring me, her happiness? she was calling me about Morgan's wedding, actually. But uh, I was like, Kelsey, I thought you were FaceTiming me because we've mentioned your name like every episode. She goes, oh, my God, I got to catch up on the Eppies. Uh, <laughs> so, so we're she just. She needs to catch up. But what's up, Kels? Um, anyways, my so great advice for you. My takeaway and I don't know, you can do whatever you want with this. Happiness isn't possible to maintain all the time. And this is coming from somebody who fakes it pretty much 99% of his day, no matter where he is. And I'm not telling you to not fake it or to just be straight up an asshole or sad in public. Like, do what you got to do. But, like, forcing yourself to be happy for other people can be, like, very damaging to your well-being. And you need to have time to process all the other emotions so that when you are truly happy, you have that sense and you get to enjoy it in the time that you're feeling it i'm trying to word it in a better way but you want that genuine moment of happiness to be real and you want to build off of that and learn like what that moment's like so you can replicate it and do it again that was what i was aiming for but we're going to finish this off with smiles that you can't see we appreciate you listening every listen you give for to us you know it does make us happy i'll be honest i'm happy when somebody tells me they enjoyed the episode so we'll sign off with that Sierra, always a pleasure. Happy to have done this episode with you. and uh, Happy, happy, happy. We'll catch everybody next week. Peace. Ciao. Woo. Woo. Z-A-K. You'll get none. You'll get none. You'll get none. I can't say that it gets to me, but every time I put my head up, there's a flex to V. You'll get none. You'll get none. You'll get none. Tickets pop down Cause I'm feeling like a bigger stage A bigger wage Just coming from what's pumping in my ribcage I'm getting paid And nothing's new again now my dick again Yep, I came up out What I used to claim Back in blacker days Now I move the ball forward I'm cracking open pack of plays Dave, I'm pumped about your son, man Your one man That got me into music In the first place In the worst ways I, I wanna give your boy The gift of feeling right-brained And know the love that mom and pop And Drew and us have contained I, I can't say that it gets to me But every time I pull my head up There's a flex to V You'll get none You'll get none You'll get None, you'll get absolutely nothing Every time I get the breath to breathe You're next to me with your fucking press release You'll get none, you'll get none You'll get what? Oh, girl Everybody want a piece when you
a rock star They wanna talk about the bottles and the lobster They never talk about the inner peace of lockdown How to handle situations from the top down Let's have a more intelligent conversation This doodles interview of me was just a flex and a fake A ringtone my reply was some bullshit And that's some true shit And that's whatever feels good And that's when it gets real good Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.